Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And I'm in LA, so I'm in a good mood. I just, the weather's nice here and it's so relaxed. I got a lot of sleep last night, so if I sound a little less angry and less funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And for our listeners who like to watch our YouTube, I'm the only one uh, still in New York, and you can tell because I look washed as fuck, and <laughs> and I'm depressed. <laughs> um, I'm in like a sun-filled room. <laughs> we have an amazing guest this week for you all, and before we introduce them, Youngmi, you want to do some Patreon shoutouts? Yeah, and apparently people have not been liking the new format of the positive affirmations. They want us to go back to the... Oh, guessing how they fuck? That's what you want? <laughs> I thought you all hated that. I was Well, I they were using like, a lot of coded language. Anal. There was a huh? lot of people who said, I don't feel as connected to the mm. positive affirmations, which is right. a euphemism for please guess how I have sex and shame well, and humiliate me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do five names. It'll be a grab bag, and you know, it's a it's an iterative process. So we'll figure this out together, everyone. I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the name. I sw- positive or negative or sex related. I don't know. Give me a name, Brian. Give me a name. I'm ready. First shout out for this episode goes out to Debbie Carlos. Debbie, I see a whip and a ball gag. I know you, Debbie. Thanks yeah, for Yeah, but I'm going to guess, Debbie, you own those items. You talk a big game, but you, pro- you don't actually fuck that well. Wow, yeah, Brian's hurt. Brian, Brian, <laughs> he took those negative messages to heart. And Debbie has to pay the price. But it's okay. You don't fuck that well, but guaranteed you still fuck better than me. So it's it's That's all relative a guarantee. here. That's a guarantee. Um, next shout out goes out to Jennifer Park. Jennifer Park has is in a lot of debt. And... <laughs> <laughs> But she's okay with it, you know? She just, like, she knows that uh, money isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what she tells her mom. And her her mom spirals into even a deeper depression every time she hears that. (laughs) Uh, Next shout-out goes out to Rachel Lutak. Oh, I know Rachel. Young me, guess who Rachel Lutak is. Oh, okay. You want me to do it because you know Rachel? Rachel is friends with Brian, arguably the most embarrassing thing that could happen to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel's cool. Rachel's cool. But uh, Rachel is a filmmaker and graduate of the USC School of Cinematic Arts, which is arguably even more embarrassing than being friends with me. So So that means Rachel is also in a lot of debt and she'll never be out of debt because, you know... (laughs) <laughs> There's no money in filmmaking. <laughs> uh, but enough money to donate to our Patreon. So that, That's what's important. Yeah, we, we need to clarify that. Uh, and the last shout out for this episode goes out to Kirsten Hom. You guessed this one, Brian. I think I guessed all of those. Kirsten Hom is a... That's a model name. Kirsten, yes. you're, you're a model, but you still have to wait in line at the clubs in L.A. Oh! <gasps> Take that See, these are the negative affirmations. <laughs> you still have to wait in lines at clubs in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you are a model. 
but yeah. <laughs> I imagine her standing in line like, I am the best looking person in this line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you go girl. <laughs> if you like our podcast and yeah. you want negative affirmations, what do our listeners do, young me? They um, go to patreon.com slash feeling Asian and then they donate to our Patreon and then we talk about them in a good way or maybe bad way at the top of the episode. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you for donating to our Patreon and let's jump right into it. Let's have yeah. some fun. Let's, we have an amazing guest this week. I never said that before. Why do I say, why did I just say, let's have some fun? Brian that, that said was... that so threateningly, like a dad <laughs> that's like forcing his kids to go to like ice skating and it costs $300. Like, no, we're going to have some fun today. Okay. <laughs> Stop crying and get on the fucking roller rink or whatever. Oh, God. Go out there and have some fun. That's how Brian said it. Fuck my life. Why am I so embarrassing? <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> okay, listeners. Uh, this week we have an amazing guest for you all. Uh, we have the most famous Asian Twitter comedian that we have had on the podcast ever. Arguably the most famous Asian Twitter comedian on all of Twitter. Listeners, give your ears to Dana Donnelly. Hi. Hi, Dana. <laughs> What's up? Um, nothing. How are you? I like how we're both in LA, but we're still Zooming because we're so far away. LA is a very big city. No, I know. LA is a hellscape. Well, there's also just like no way to get around unless you have a car. Yeah. And like everything just takes a long time. But I mean, I okay, I was just in New York and it also takes a long time. Mm -hmm. It's just like more technically viable. You know? Yeah, it does take a long time in New York, but you're like walking and like arguing with people the whole time. So you don't exactly. realize how long it's taking. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's been two hours and you've, yeah, like, like shoved someone and they've shoved you back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an adventure journey instead of like sitting in your car. Everything, everything is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> everything is a journey. Yeah. Well, Dana, I'm excited to have you on the pod because uh, I feel like I know you sort of through Twitter. Right. Although I feel like I know you through TikTok clips of this podcast, <laughs> but I've we've never met. This is our first time meeting and we're going to kind of uh, dissect and analyze this sort of dynamic because it's it's the future we're, we are on a spaceship going a thousand miles per hour headed towards the metaverse. <laughs> so true. If yeah. anyone knows about it, it's Dana Donnelly. So we, we're so excited to ask you <laughs> about the future. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the future. But before we get a check on how you're feeling, young me, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really relaxed. You know, I, I like I said, I I got to LA yesterday. I um, I'm not sure why, but I slept a lot, and um, and I got a good night's sleep, and I was like, kind of like, is it because I'm not in the fucking hell world of new york city and i'm like sleeping in a space that's not 200 square feet like my apartment is and i have like 19 pets and a child and like you know like no and uh and then i got here and i was like i like california the the funny thing about california is that it did have like a you know it was like one of the places where i had like a portion of my life that was very what's the word like formative because i lived here in my 20s um, yeah. And so coming back, there is this feeling that I have when I go to like Korea or other places I've lived in my childhood where um, it feels like I'm returning home in a lot of ways. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Um, really embracing so, the growth. Yeah. So there's a familiarity <laughs> that I have with like the temperature and the smells and it's it does like 
feel like coming home in a lot of ways. Um, right. And so I was feeling all of those feelings. And then obvious, um, I was going to talk about my friend cause she had a hard night last night, but I feel like that's probably personal. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that, but I met up with a few friends and two of them are former guests of the podcast, um, Fumi and Dylan McKeever. And they had both recently moved here and they were talking about how they're like really depressed. Cause I, I know that's like a thing when people move to LA, especially from New York city or San Francisco, like Dylan, it's like they have to adjust from moving from like a very compact city where you're always interacting with your friends to right. moving to LA where it's like a little bit more isolated. So we discussed that, but I was kind of like, I like, I like feeling isolated. So I was like having a hard time relating, <laughs> but I guess generally I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. I feel healthy. I feel like my skin looks good. I did. I overdid my skincare regimen last night. Cause I had a lot of time to do that. Um, that's it. How are you feeling, Brian? I'm feeling, uh, a little bit nervous right now because uh, I learned that I was exposed to COVID two days ago. No. Uh, yeah. So I'm right now I'm in a quarantine, but fingers crossed that it'll be okay. Um, yeah. I, I got dinner with uh, my old college roommate mm-hmm. and his friends a couple nights ago, which was great because I hadn't seen him in years. And it reminded me that I should be better about, keeping in touch with people. I don't know why yeah. I don't do that more often. And I'm I'm like avoidant at times too, where I don't want to meet up with them. And then it becomes this whole belabored thing where I'm anxious about the actual meetup. And then every time after I do it, I'm glad I did because that's what good friends are like. You know, it feels like no matter how much time has passed, it's as if nothing ever happened in the interim. And you guys can just sort of pick up the dynamic where it left off. So I was really happy about that. But yeah, uh, it was a group of six of us, and we we're all vaccinated. But um, apparently, one of the people at the dinner party was tested positive. It's funny because I'm like, it was like a what was it? When I first learned about it, I was sort of annoyed, very annoyed, uh, kind of frustrated, and then my brain started doing the mental gymnastics of like, well, it's not that crazy. I mean, we went to Halloween parties and. This can't possibly be the first time that I've been exposed to someone in COVID. This is just the new normal. This was bound to happen. Yeah. But yeah. So that's how I'm feeling. But you know, it's it's uh it's kind of wild. I feel like this. It, I'm just like, yep, it hasn't disappeared, and this is the new normal, and it's just gonna keep happening. <laughs> yeah, that's how uh, I felt when I was exposed. Brian, I like how you were like, oh, why don't I keep up with my friends some more? This feels great. And then you did it, and then you immediately got <laughs> exposed to COVID. <laughs> You're like, I, I love catching up with my old friends. Why don't I do this more? <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, um, yeah, listeners, even though it feels good, don't meet up with your old college friends. <laughs> <laughs> that be a lesson to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dana, how are you feeling? Um, I'm good. I'm just coming off of Halloween Halloween weekend, so I'm just such like tired. I'm recovering. Um, I literally, I mean, I came back from, I got back from New York two weeks ago, and I still have not unpacked. Like, I'm literally looking at like three suitcases in front of me that like I have not even like touched. Um, so I'm just like, I really am. I'm in a recovery phase. I'm in kind of like a. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm always like this. Like I'm always like, I just have to get to the next day and I'm not, I'm not very forward thinking right now or very like, that's how, that's what I would say. I have to say, I never unpack for like weeks. So I'm really glad that like, (laughs) I have to like, it has to take, like, I need something that I wore on that trip. And I remember that I wore it on that trip and I'm like, where is that? So like for it to even like, look, (laughs) Like, and like start to unpack, like it's really bad. And I've always kind of been like this, but I think like, as I become an adult, it becomes like weirder. And like, it's like, it's like you can be kind of like messy and like gross when you're young, Mm -hmm. but like the older you get, the weirder it gets when you're still like that. And so it's like, I used to be like a normal, well, I normal, like well-adjusted 22 year old. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like a really like 26 year old who like needs to figure something out in terms of like organization and like responsibility. Yeah, it, it does definitely get more embarrassing. I'm like almost 40 and I still do that. So <laughs> it's, but I'm like, but I am just like, Oh, this is just the kind of person I am, but it's okay. Yeah. But I have to accept that about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's like this whole self. I feel like I went through that as I got older. I kept thinking, Oh, I'm going to change when I like mature. And now I'm yeah. like, Oh no, this is just who I am. I'm, I'm an adult, yeah. fully middle-aged and I'm never going to change. Yeah. No, it is just like, Oh, like accepting that this is what I'm like and figuring out what small things I can improve on. But like really trying to just overall be like, look, I'm never going to be like a clean organized person. Like that's just clearly not in my cards and I can like do things to cope with that. But like, I don't know. So I'm just like a little overwhelmed and I'm trying to center and ground. Whoa. I'm like the complete opposite of you two because even if I arrive home from a late flight and I get to my apartment at let's say three in the morning, I will (laughs) unpack my suitcase and like put all my clothes away, but just be really agitated the entire way through being like, I don't want to fucking do this right now. Like, fuck this. I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) But but it's like a Sisyphean thing. Like I do it to myself. I don't have to. I need to learn from you too. I need to chill. No, but I think... I think that that's, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm very moment to moment self-care, which translates to like never doing anything that I need to do. (laughs) That's how I am too. Like, yeah. And so, I mean, like, I think like that, like obviously that mentality is not healthy, but I think like the thing itself probably saves you stress like long term. Because for me, it's like, I've been looking at these suitcases like a couple times every single day and like getting a wave of stress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And so you got like your whole stress out of the way when you like manically unpack. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm, it's going to be like a month of me being like, Oh God, I hate myself. Like, why can't I unpack? Those? Yeah, I do that. Like, and then it takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, I know, I feel and miserable for like time. three and months like, every day. I, like, yeah, you let yourself <sighs> feel miserable for three months over a very small yeah. task, over a very small task. So yeah, I think what I'm getting here What's is that, that like all know. of us are feeling guilty about our personalities, and it, Brian's like, the, <laughs> like, why are we all feeling bad? Like, one of us should feel proud that they're, you know, like Brian should be like, I right. unpack well or something, right? <laughs> but it's like, no, yeah, like there's always, I don't know, yeah, I think I've just been feeling very like guilty about who I am, yeah, or just like, yeah, I don't feeling know. guilty <laughs> about who you are. That's so Asian of you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um. Well, so like Brian mentioned when he was introducing you, you are the most famous Twitter comedian that we've had on the pod that we've ever had on the podcast. And it's, you know, it's like a totally different um, it's it's like a totally different genre of performer, I feel like, than like just other comedians that we've had on the podcast um, to somebody that's well known on social media. And, you know, I was really excited when you agreed to do the podcast because I was like, I don't think we've discussed this um 
in detail, but just to put it out there, I know a lot of people are listening that don't don't really engage with social media heavily. And if you don't, there uh, there are parts of it that that might seem like alien and um, hard to understand. But I think that that's why I really wanted to have you on here because I think it's such an in- interesting discussion, not only in uh, what your platform and performance means, but I-, I think it's really interesting all the ways that social media affect us psychologically. And I think, oh, for sure. I think about, I'm obsessed with yeah. like, thinking about that. And whether you, yeah. obviously, most of you listening are probably not Twitter comedians, but like whether you <laughs> use social media to perform or not, everyone uses social media. And I think a lot of the things that we're going to discuss psychologically does touch everybody to some degree. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, so I, Dana, I, we talked about it before we started recording. You know, recently Mark Zuckerberg announced that they're re-strategizing Facebook and they're going all in on VR and AR technology. They rebranded as Meta. Yeah. And, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, this whole virtual world is, it, it could potentially be more real than the real world. Well, I literally was thinking about this the other day because yeah. someone, uh, yesterday I was at, like someone, someone was talking about how uh, they like saw an Instagram model in real life and she didn't look anything like her profile or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I was just yeah. thinking about more and more. I'm like, okay, for a lot of these like people online, they have like whatever, 5 million followers. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of those people aren't people they're ever going to see in real yeah. life. Yep. So it's like, why wouldn't they enhance their image like to the max? Because it's like the odds <laughs> that anyone will actually ever meet them are so rare like they may as well be like this person that's like perfectly face-tuned that they are on the internet because they're you're never gonna find out like the odds that you'd find out are so low like yes i think about this all the time i think about this all the time because i'm like you know now that i do stuff on social media like uh whatever it is like videos for tiktok or whatever it is i'm just like this is a psycho thought and please don't judge (laughs) me anyone but i'm like i'm like I can just do whatever the fuck I want because nobody fucking knows if nobody but knows. To, I, obviously, I don't <laughs> lie on the internet or anything, but I'm just like, I, I'm very, I take pains to make sure that what I put out there is like, this, this is just going to get really convoluted, like authentic to whatever, yeah. whatever degree I want that to mean. But yes. th- I've had thoughts like, bro, I can just, doesn't even matter if it's real or not because no one no one can even check you know also they don't really care no one cares i think like exactly. that's also like something like really it's like especially like when you like people will post lies on the i've seen this happen like people will post something that's like not true mm. on the internet yeah. and it'll like go super viral and then there will be someone being like hey this isn't true and no one cares, no one cares. <laughs> like no one cares about what that person's saying like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like that's not, people want a story. I think that's also what I realized about social media is people want the best version of your story, mm-hmm. whether or not that is like completely factual or not. Yeah. Oh. And it's all based, it's all led with emotion and exactly. arousal. Or like, they want to feel I think something. it also, it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like the, the truth truth versus like the truth where it's like it's like what is the most like true in my opinion representation of like what i'm saying mm-hmm. versus like what is actually like the factual whatever like thing that happened yeah. damn I don't know. i'm learning so i'm getting a crash course on how to be good at social media from you two right now so what you're saying dana is that i shouldn't post instagram stories of me buying candy at rite aid because that's actually what i'm doing at the moment <laughs> 
That doesn't hit. Well, okay. Well, if that's your brand. Okay. So this is what I've also realized about being on social media is you, the more one dimensional that you make your social media character, the more successful you will be for the most part on the whole. And this isn't like true across the board, but what I've realized is like, if you can boil down your social media character to like three, like tenants, like, so like, for example, like my Dana Donnelly Twitter character is like boys, like weed and like. Just like general, like whatever, like social anxiety kind of things. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, but when I tweet outside of those kind of like, like three things, people don't really care. So it's like, but I I think that that's true with a lot of social media people where you see like a lot of like Kylie Jenner would be like beauty, her baby and like the fact that she's a Kardashian. But it's like people, (laughs) people wouldn't care. I mean, they would care like kind of, but if she like did a board game, everyone would be like, what? Like, you know? Mm, Yeah. You know, I'm really... I really like how you're discussing this because this is like literally what I wanted from this episode talking to you, like just the breakdown of people understanding that a lot of us use platforms as a performance extension of who we really are. We're not using it like how your neighbor posts about their life on Instagram and has 200 followers. Yeah. 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 And it's really interesting to go from using social media as just like as like how your neighbor does, yeah. like as a, a way of connecting with people and like sharing things in real life about with people that you like kind of know or kind of know yeah. versus like literally creating a character that people are intrigued by and want to visit their page and like read and learn about. And it's an entertainment. Oh. It's a t- entertainment yeah it's purely entertainment so everyone everything is a performance everyone's performing even the most basic people in america who are mentally healthy their three words are significant other uh uh groomsman party with the boys and baby yeah to a certain extent (laughs) yeah i mean i think I think social media has made it so like normal people feel even more of the need to like categorize themselves or like brand themselves, Mm. which is like so fascinating because it's like, yeah, like no one's asking you to shove yourself into this box, but like social media makes it really hard not to want to. So for your own Twitter account, was it, Yeah. did did you come to these like social media hacks or like, was it all strategized from the start or like, no. Yeah, so how could like how like when why did you start using Twitter? Like how did you like how did that evolve? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I've been using Twitter since 2009, like since I was in high school. Okay. And I really liked it in high school because it was just like a place where I could like tweet. Like when I started Twitter too, it was very like irony edgelord was still like the sensibility <laughs> right. on the website. Sure. So it was like a place where like literally I would just like tweet like kind of kind of mean things about kids at my high school, <laughs> like in a joking way. Like it was like pretty, whatever, snarky, whatever. <laughs> and then I kind of like slowly, like I started tweeting more. I, I didn't really start tweeting until I started com, tweeting consistently until I started doing stand-up comedy because it was the first time that I had ever had um, like people I knew who had followings who would retweet mm-hmm. me. So it was like the, the first time that people actually were reading my Twitter who weren't like 20 people that I knew personally. And so... Um, through that, I like started getting data and feedback on like what kinds of things I was tweeting that people were responding to and liking. Mm. And through that, I started doing more of what people liked and less of what people didn't until I literally was only doing the things that people liked, Mm -hmm. which is how I like ultimately cultivated like the Dana Donnelly character was just like literally like like wheedling down okay like when I tweet about this people don't care but when I tweet up this people like really care yeah so I'll just tweet more about that yeah that's also that's also how I approach like social media and doing jokes on social media based on what people were liking but 
this is the thing um as a comedian you know i i think it's i think people might hear that and they i just want to explain it how i see that process mm-hmm. as a comedian you know i've said this before i think it's important that we have our own voice and our perspectives but also i think as an entertainer you should have an idea of what people want from you and you should have a desire to give that to them because that's what entertainment is you know like being a comedian isn't being like i'm gonna stand up here and talk and you're gonna listen whether you like it or not it's it's about like I want to entertain you and and I think it's like it's really great to use social media as a tool to find out what people are enjoying. But isn't that what we're all striving for though? Is that yeah. you want to be an artist where you do oh. get to say what you want to say and hopefully people will like it. Like that's the dream for I think for many of us, isn't it? I have versus to, like yeah. retroactively strategizing it down to like three words, you know? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. but I I don't think that's what I'm saying exactly. I'm saying like okay, like it's it's like I can be I can be myself, sure. but at the same time, like I can't expect just because I just because I am myself and I am also an entertainer, mm. it doesn't mean every part of myself is entertaining. Yeah. Mm. And I think exactly. what social media does is it gives you the opportunity to be the most externally entertaining version of yourself yes. through figuring out like what about me, which is authentic to me. Yeah. Mm. What about me? is interesting to other people exactly. or pertains to other people. So like, yeah. so like for me, I'm like, it was like tweeting about like my relationships and like my ex-boyfriends and like guys being shitty to me. And it's like, that's a very real thing mm. that goes on in my life, has gone on in my life. But I'm like, but I'm like, there's also so much more to me than exactly. that. Right. But it's like, people don't really want to hear about that stuff necessarily. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad you said that. Cause I, that's like kind of what I was like trying to say. Like, it's not inauthentic. Mm. It's not like I'm pretending to do these things cause you guys like it. Some people do do that. No. Some people do do that. But what right. I, what I'm, I think I'm like hitting this hit. Like it feels like when I like a tweet about myself and people like mm. it, I'm hitting the sweet spot of like, this is what I like about my personality. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking slut yeah. and you think it's funny <laughs> and you like yeah. this too. Okay. I'm going to keep doing this. It's not like I'm pretending, you know, there's never been a slutty tweet that I tweeted. That was not true. I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah. yeah mm. It's great. So both of you seem to be in agreement that if you were like an avatar in the Facebook metaverse and your three words, for instance, for you, Dana, it's boys, weed, and social anxiety, that that feels, that rings authentic to you. You're like, you know what? I'm I'm comfortable with these three words representing my avatar in the digital metaverse. Uh, but sometimes like, you know, as someone who doesn't engage with social media as often, I feel as if like, quote unquote, like chaotic behaviors tend to perform better and get more engagement because it's like a car accident. Like you can't look away. It's just, it's entertaining. It's fun. And uh, do you ever find that you like in real life will then chase the story just so you can like get content? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's like a divide between, and I'm not making this like a judgment, but like being like a good human in real life versus like what's going to hit online. I'm going to go for this. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if Mm -hmm. you, if one of your words is like being a messy bitch and chaotic, like in real life, if you just were like that all the time, 
it might have some negative ramifications and consequences. I guess for me, at least, like, I'm, like, every decision that I've ever made has been, like, a genuine decision that I've wanted to make. And those, and sometimes it's just, like, those decisions, like, happen to also make for good content. But I think it's also a lot of the way that I I frame my experiences. So it's not even, like, that I'm seeking, I'm not seeking out these kinds of experiences. Mm. It's just, like, everything that I experience is kind of filtered through a specific framework. Mm. Right. You're, like, a storyteller and right. yeah, I, I think a lot of that too. Um, I never do anything to get content, but then after the fact, like something bad will happen to me, and then I'll be like, "Man, this sucks." But then I'm like, "But it's kind of funny." Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. But for yeah. um, like what you just said, though. Sorry, I wanted to touch on that too. I was basically saying, like, I don't think my voice is. I don't think my voice is just like me saying my experiences. Okay. Like, my voice is me experiencing things, and then th- the voice part is how I interpret yeah, and it's those funny. experiences yeah, yeah, exactly. and relay them in an in- in- interesting, funny way. Okay. That's what oh, that's what I was going to say. I feel like that in itself is the gift, you know? And, like, and yeah, I think people don't... Right. It's not like, it's not like uh, you're being chaotic and things are happening to you that, does, that don't happen to people, and it's just your crazy life. It's just that... You're yeah. going through things that a lot of people experience, but you have the ability to make that into a very funny uh, thing that people can relate to. Yeah. Right. It's not really being a chaotic bitch because it's like, it's literally you're doing things everyone else does. It's like, I, yes. you know, I was going on dates with fucking losers and they were like being shitty. And that's something that happens to every girl. And that's why when I can translate what's funny about those interactions, people are like, yes, because they're like, oh, this is happening to me too. It's like, I'm not seeking out unique experiences. I'm like articulating those experience, those common experiences in a unique way. That's like my way of saying it. Yeah. And so, okay. So I wanted to discuss like there's so many mental health things that happen with specifically Twitter, but all social media. And again, I feel like this is important to talk about because even if you don't use these platforms um, as like a job, this is happening right. on a large scale to everybody because you know we talked about our parents generation being fucked up in the head because of facebook because they're getting like this is you know like it's shaping the way our brains react to the likes and stuff like that um what are you know like what are your thoughts about like what it's done to you personally like your mental health what do you think i think it's like okay so i i I grew up really i would say like not not even in a joker way but i think like growing up i didn't receive a lot of positive feedback for very many things so like my parents were like never very encouraging of me in the way that like a lot of other people's parents i think were and it's very asian i think it's like you know like just like never feeling you're good enough whatever and so i think for me social media is very interesting because it's almost like it's just like blown up the extent to which I feel like people don't like me. Like it's just like, it just magnifies, it it just magnifies everything about, it magnifies everything about your already pre-existing experience. I think kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so for me and my mental health, all it, all it's done is just kind of like exacerbate those feelings that I've always felt. Mm. And now it's like on this like weird scale. I mean, like, it's like people always say they're like, you shouldn't, know a hundred thousand people's opinions of you Mm. like that's not something that's normal to know and so i think it's just like that it's like feeling disliked but now in this like more like big way it's like on and like worrying about that it's on a scale that's very hard to process because i've had you know yeah and you can't really process it like you you can't but like I don't know. I think like like my mental health is like exactly the same. 
as as like it's a, it's the same like i like i don't know because you can't that process actually how many people's feedback you're receiving it's not like when w- does that make any sense yeah. it's like i feel For the sure. same i feel the same when like when a when i would post something and i had 300 followers and i only got like 20 likes on yeah. it that's how i feel now when i post something and i have like more followers and i get like 2000 likes on it it's like the same feeling of rejection mm. or the same feeling of like oh people don't like this but it's just like in a different scale yeah mm. And mm. I think it war, you know, I think it, I think that, I think this is a huge topic. Like, again, not to keep like repeating this, but like our entire society is going through this, you know, on some level. And I think nobody talks about it enough because there's so many things that that like the like chasing um, right. affects. There's so many people whose entire online personalities are getting warped. And you see it a lot right. on Twitter with these people that like, you know, you see like even comedians start off making jokes and then uh, then they tweet something that's kind of like, we shouldn't edgelord. have. Yeah. No, or like, yeah, they start off with the edgelord stuff. No, preachy. And then they're like, like they tweet yeah. something random like, why are babies circumcised? And then it gets like, and then five years later, they're just like, fuck blah 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 and like the communist blood and then it encourages it encourages pandering and i think like that's something i really started to notice with my with my main account is i i like the only tweets that would do really well were like very broad like very broad very generic Mm -hmm. and like it made me feel so like trapped because it also like made me feel like i'm like okay like i've wheedled down my voice to this specific thing but now i can only tweet like these like very broad Mm. like things if i want if if i want people to like it and Mm. so that's like literally why i i've kind of stopped tweeting from my main account because i realized it had filtered my voice to like this like very generic well like meme clicky tweet and i just like started tweeting on a different account because i was like i can't i I, like i can't do this anymore right like i can't i I want but i want to piggyback off the operative word of trapped that you just said like Mm. yeah um you know young me we experienced this to a certain effect with our podcast but i think podcasting is it's like an entirely different medium that is more intimate and it's longer format. But, you know, young me, you have a lot of followers on TikTok and Dana, you've amassed a large following on Twitter. Uh, yeah. How does it feel to like you you are um, publishing a certain aspect of yourself for public consumption, but they're only getting three words, that three word version of you mm-hmm. and then running with it. What's that like? You know, like what you said, Dana, like it's really harmed my mental health, but on the flip side, I feel like I'm strong in a way that like a lot of people just are not um, because, you know, like what you said, I know what, what like a hundred thousand people dislike about me at this point. And, um, and what, what's helped me to answer Brian's question with this, like with this, uh, this just large scale people looking at what I'm doing is the detachment of that persona and myself. And for me, the thing that Brian just mentioned, the three things that people know about me thing is comforting because I'm like, okay, you're going to, whatever shit you're going to say about me, you're not understanding. It's not clicking for you that this is not who I really am. This is a character. And you are somebody that uses Instagram like to post your mom and whatever. So you don't understand that this is not really who I am fully am yes and so it's mm. protected it's protecting me yeah because all these millions of whatever children are like you're a bitch and i'm like you don't even know who i am and yeah. i'm this is just not real yeah. and you're the one that's not understanding that do you know you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, so it's pr- no, it yeah, yeah. I mean, you me. really succinctly summarized exactly what I what I was gonna say. Where it's like it's not. It's like it is like I don't feel known, but I think that's what I like about it. Like it's like yeah, every time that someone's mad at me, they're not mad at me. No, they're mad at like the character it's of character. me that they're also projecting a lot onto yep. in their own head. That's also it. I'm like sometimes people could be mad at me in a way, and I'm like you don't really. I haven't actually shared that much about me. So whatever you think you know about me is literally you created in your mind. And it's so like, dumb I, that people don't realize that I don't know right I think it's because yeah they kind of like they see people as using social media the way that they use it like it's what you were saying where it's like they post a picture of their mom they're like it's like everything I post to them is like what I think is a good representation of myself I'm glad that (laughs) I'm glad that Brian brought this up because uh when I discovered your account, for me, it was very apparent that you're doing a character. I was like, this is a comedian and yeah. this is a character that she is working right. on for, yes. you know, like real life comedy. And it was a, it was like yeah. apparent to me. And I was like, why aren't people getting it? Because there would be a lot of negative comments being like, why are you a bitch? And I'm like, Ugh. anyway, which leads <laughs> me to something recent that happened to you, which, you know, this character, this Dana Donnelly online character you went to a restaurant yeah. and you were eating spaghetti yeah. and there was a, a yes. waitress behind you singing a, like a, a show tune and you're just yes. like rolling your eyes and then yeah. the, the waitress <laughs> turned out to be you know a, an entertainer herself and she created mm-hmm. a tiktok what, what's it called like a beef video like <laughs> she did a duet she, yeah. she duetted me no but what's it called when you really- do like a rap song and you like a diss like a track, track, a diss track. Yeah, TikTok. she diss tracked me. And she, and yeah, she. she, she I just want to point out that oh she made God. this video where she was like, "I'm a single mom and I'm working three jobs, but make fun of me, my singing, I guess." But this is okay. Also, she's not a single mom, so she and she's not a single mom. She like implied that she was single. If you look, it doesn't actually say she's single. She says, "I'm a mama yeah. just trying to provide for my little one." Weaponizes her child, like make me feel even so worse. So here's the wow. thing: I don't have any judgment on this person because. I'm going to tell you right now. You, no, I don't. Dana was doing a character. This waitress was also doing a fucking character. Right. What's not clicking? She's like, oh, yeah. look at this mean Dana character making fun of this poor single mom character. She's also <laughs> a performer. Do you not understand? Right. But all these fucking TikTok teenagers were like coming after you like, you're such a fucking bitch. And well, I was like, also like, this is my whole thing. Yeah, this was my whole thing with this where they're like, people were like, why haven't you deleted the video yet? Why, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this woman is like clout riding off of like my video, right? Yeah. Like she's she's just trying to have her moment. Yeah. Like she's trying to utilize my moment to have her moment, right. which is fine. Not a big deal. But I'm like, when people were messaging me being like, how have you not deleted the video mm. yet, you dumb bitch? Like what's not clicking? Like apologize, apologize. I'm like, she doesn't want that. I'm like, she doesn't no. want me to delete my video. Because now mm. she- Like she yeah. wants my video. She loves that my video was posted. She loves my she, video. She, the biggest fan of my she video. as a performer is now using that as her platform to continue her character that she's putting on tiktok as a struggling singer single mom struggling why don't you sing- get yes. that she loves your video are you kidding me she loves my fucking video Does people it's just think a- that the internet is real and it's just like it's getting too much at this point they need to teach a class in high school frightening <laughs> It okay. is. It's really scary. Yeah. And it's it's like people were actually also okay, like that this is also when I noticed that like like hate has gone like interplatform, like the second that like I post something on TikTok yeah. and then I see that people are commenting on my Instagram and replying to my tweets yeah. and saying like apologize to the waitress. She's just trying to support her mo- her son. I'm like this you guys are crazy. Mm. Like I don't even know. It's like watching a TV <laughs> show where you can 
you can contact the characters on TV, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is something I have. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I have this like chaotic single mom character thing that I do on TikTok as well. It's not fucking a hundred percent real. You know, mm. it's footage from my life, but I'm like the Halloween. The Halloween video was really. Oh, good. Thanks. I'm like emphasizing the trick or treating in New York City. But then that, like, I, love I that. made that part of the video because it was funny. But then the other part is yeah. that we also had like tr- regular trick or treating where we went to someone's yeah. apartment and you didn't see that part. And like you know, like right, yeah. right. I'm just making a funny joke because that portion of our night was funny. It was entertaining. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to point out right now that Brian, before we started recording, was like. I'm afraid that we're going to talk about this and most people aren't going to understand this like niche world. And now I'm like, okay, we fall, we fell so deep down the rabbit hole. No, no, no. Well, here, here, I'm just going to offer a counterpoint. I'm just going to play a a counterpoint here is that you mentioned the talk of like being characters and here's the thing where like, you know, you make this comedy that is behind this character and obviously brings a lot of people joy. It makes them laugh. That's why they like it. So then in those instances, like, why is that valid? But then when you receive, like, criticism or, like, this character hurts your feelings, then it's like, well, I'm a character. You, like, that's not the real me. Why don't you get that? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm, like, trying oh. to understand how, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like Well, when they like it, I'm almost like, like they like this character. I don't think they like me. Like, a lot of people mm. are like, I love you and I love your son. And I'm like, that's fucking creepy. You don't know who yeah, I yeah. am. I'm making right, a right, funny right. video. And people yeah. people comment things like, I want to be your friend. And I'm like, that is psychotic. Like, you don't... <laughs> I mean, I'm just right, kidding. Like, it's, you, like, it's also I just like, these, these commenters, these commenters very clearly do see you as you mm. like they're not like it's like yeah like okay obviously like this waitress lady but i wasn't even mad at her right is that like i wasn't i wasn't mad at the person for making the video yeah. i was mad at the fact that like there was so much sincere re- like her her video generated a lot of very real criticism of me yeah that like again it's not me it's the character whatever that i'm playing but right. at the same time it's like okay that's still like you're spamming all of my things yeah. right. with like oh you're so, you you are such a bitch da 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 and it's like that's 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 not really it's it's missing the point right right no and i i think these are this is a a good discussion to have because for our listeners who may not be as active on social media this is just going to be a taste of what conversations are going to be like between all adults in For five to people. ten years yeah. when everyone is That's going to be in a, in a VR world where mm-hmm. you're going to our feel our very real feelings could get hurt or be validated through avatars that are not entirely ourselves like that's just gonna yeah. be yes. a, a fabric of normal life and this is just like the types of combos we're gonna be having so I'm not like yeah. this is just all interesting to me <laughs> and you know just what Dana said you were like saying this kind of ties into what you said earlier about you everyone does these things it's just that not enough people see it to get mad at you what mm. Dana said like the rolling eyes at the bad singing waitress thing if we're being honest, every single one of us has done that. Okay, hundred percent. You've gone. That's to why a you're scared. Your story scares somebody me. Somebody was singing show tunes, and you were like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" Everyone fucking does that. Okay, it's just that when yeah. you do it, nobody saw you doing it. So don't fucking <laughs> yeah. sit here and project and be like, "Look at this fucking bully, bullying bitch." 
And and let's be honest. Also, because it's like I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there not liking the singing because I didn't know it was singing restaurant. And I literally was like to my boyfriend because I was like eating spaghetti and I was like pouting and I was like, film this. Mm. Yeah. Like it's like I like I know what is good content. Right. Like it's like that's also the difference between like me and like another person is like they're sitting there being like, oh man, like this sucks. I didn't know there's gonna be singing. But like I'm like I'm like oh yeah this sucks. I didn't know there's gonna be singing. Also like people will think this is funny on the internet. I just wanna right. so the reason why I wanna say that this is like the one real big point that I really wanted to make talking to you Dana is that this yeah. is my issue with the internet and like the internet like that that one person that duetted you the singer who was singing at the restaurant with the sing, the single mom person. The scary thing is that you can very much use this platform to pretend pretend that you are this angel blah 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 but what's really scary about that and the reason why i said we've all done that at the restaurant roll your eyes at the singing is all of us do shitty things we're not all a struggling sweet single mom uh, trying to make it on her own like we're not all just and the people that that get fame by creating that persona online that's a terrifying person. I'm sorry. Mm. It is. I mean, but I also think like that kind of person generally is setting themselves up for failure. When you yep. like, when you depict yourself as this like sympathetic angel who's done no wrong yeah. and is like pure of heart and everything they do, da, 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 like you're literally the second, the second that you do anything wrong. Like that is, that's detrimental to your brand. Like I think all the time about yeah. like how like, okay, people like Trisha Paytas, I, this is very internet. So I don't know <laughs> if your internet listeners will even know who this is. This is but, a, like, Trish- we should have described who she is. How would you describe okay. who she is? So Trisha Paytas is like, like literally one of the first ever, like I would say internet trolls, professional internet trolls. She started making videos on YouTube and like maybe like 2007 that were like so insane. And it's like a lot of her like eating and crying and like saying really problematic shit. She like would make videos about she was voting for Mitt Romney. Mm. She's never voted like, like things like that. Like she just like is always, was always saying inflammatory shit. She clearly, she's like a very weird person. She has like crazy body like she's a fucking bbl huge tits like looks like fat anna nicole smith okay. like like very like like very like much a character like extreme like, very like much everything's character. exaggerated extreme yeah. extreme and also a villain like but but again like she's kind of accepted her villain uh role perception yeah. and narrative uh-huh. for right. the most part and like she does fight back against it but she knows that's who she is and she knows that's her role on the internet she's uncancelable because her whole character is flawed right. yeah. like her whole character yeah. is that she says things yeah. that would get her canceled right. but yeah like when you have like all these holier than thou characters yeah. it really is scary because it's like okay like you've done something wrong and so like, yeah that's i think yeah. this is great this is a great note to hit, I think, for our listeners out there. When we all sign our souls to Facebook's new meta project, create like a flawed <laughs> avatar. I, I mean, it's exactly like the Donald Trump, Leo DiCaprio, Mike Tyson effect where exactly. my, like, I don't agree with Donald Trump's policies, but he gets away with this like womanizer, like misogynistic, all of this language because yeah. you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, well, it's Donald Trump. We all know like that's his whole thing. That's his whole yes. brand. Yeah, that's his thing. Like Leo DiCaprio yeah. is pushing 50 and he's going to date a 19 year old. Whatever. It's Leo being Leo. Just Leo things. Yeah. But if it yeah. was like, just Leo. if it was just like anyone else who's like, if it was like Tom Holland, then people would, well, I don't even know. Well, some other like, well, any 45 year old male celebrity the is fucked like, up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any 45 year old man. Um, yeah. The fucked up shit is that on the internet, the two options are you can, 
be authentic and flawed and be perceived as a villain or you can pretend to not be and be perceived as like this holier than thou person until we find out that you're a real person and then you get canceled you know so yeah if you want and it's yeah like, that seems so fucked up that seems all like of us are it. fucked up like, okay we're mm. all yeah we're all the person eating spaghetti making fun of the fucking fake single mom do you know what i mean like yeah. come on yeah, yeah, and that's also why I really don't like like when people get really virtuous <laughs> and like fake, attack other people because it's inauthentic. It's so it inauthentic. really is like it's like Dana, have you ever been quote unquote like canceled online? I mean, people always try to again like take down this like char- character. Like it's it's very interesting. I don't think I've ever actually been come come close to, like being like actually canceled. Like I don't think I've ever done anything that people right. consider like to be overtly problematic. But I have been just like absolutely relentlessly like dogpiled on for things that I never even thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Like I posted in December of in December of last year, I posted just like, I, I, I w- it was peak quarantine. Like I had been inside for a really long time and I had burned a grilled, grilled cheese sandwich like at my house. This is like a real thing that happened. I burnt, I burnt a grilled cheese sandwich and I literally just started sobbing because I was really hungry. I hadn't eaten all day. Like I burnt the sandwich. I didn't like, I, I'd run out of bread. It was my last pieces of bread. I was like literally just like really sad and like hungry. And so I was sitting on the floor sobbing, just sobbing. And my sister like took a picture of me and was like, this is funny. And I posted it like a couple hours later because I was like, like oh I was like relatable like haha girl crying in front of grilled cheese so people are like this is funny whatever my fa- my my followers are like that's funny great sure couple of weeks later it gets posted on this account oh wow this is like this it gets posted on this account <laughs> called women posting their L's online mm-hmm. oh okay and so this and so women posting their L's online is this Twitter account that takes jokes usually jokes mm. from female comedians on Twitter mm-hmm. and is like look at this woman posting her L yeah like. Being dumb. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, look at this woman being a fucking idiot. Even though it's like something like I have put a lens on and like expect to be comedic. Right, like right, I right. expect mm-hmm. you to think it's funny. Um, and so this person <laughs> on one most rails. And the first thing that people grab onto is my oven. So people become really obsessed, and I don't even know how they knew this because I didn't. But my oven, I guess, is really nice. Mm. <laughs> I guess I have a really nice fucking oven. Okay. Yeah. And people how get dare really, you? really mad. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. get really mad, yeah. And what starts to go viral are all these posts about how expensive my oven is yeah. and how I'm a brat for crying over grilled cheese. Mm. And if they had an oven that expensive, they would never cry. Like, <laughs> but like so sincere and like funny, again, like these, yeah. like these commentary things are getting so many like likes right. relatively, right. and it's all yeah. at the expense of or it's like all like uh like trying to cancel me trying to cancel me because i am rich but sad yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah. so it's much like, but it is like yeah, yeah people like, that need people therapy will, projecting right and like just dog piling on yeah. and basically just like being like you're a stupid cunt like i can't believe like this joke <laughs> has the same voting rights as you oh my god like just really really bizarre yeah. hatred that you're just like where is this coming from so right. much weird projection like, that <laughs> reminds me of the tweet that i tweeted that went viral because i mm-hmm. i wrote this tweet like oh i had sex with this white guy and then the next time i saw his car there was a stop asian hate sticker on it <laughs> <laughs> and it went viral and it was like people are like haha that's funny whatever and then right. those like news i'm doing air quotes asian news sites like next shark like reposted it and they they were like what do you think about this? And of course, all the fucking Asian incels were like, fucking Asian cunts, like, just like, <laughs> and I'm like, 
And then they were like really breaking it down in the fucking comments. Like, this yeah. is why this is why Asians can't win because all of you whores are sucking white dick. And I was like, this I don't know what this <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I let yeah. please invest in therapy. It's like right. so like it, yeah. It just, but I, th- I like, think it is important yeah. to point out that those people who are you know leaving these malicious comments like pointing out like why you're a bad person they're they're playing the game too like it's just yes. them performing but one of their words happens to be virtuous or like self-righteous oh yeah we're all we're all performing yeah, yeah. but i think it's like it is like oh but i get real like my my person gets real hate like i literally mm. someone tweeted out my address oh, so wow. I was, like, well i was gonna thing. ask it's like, like someone tweeted out Re- this yeah, is real life out, like, consequences. My, my mom has gotten printouts of my tweets to her home address. Oh, printouts shit. of my tweets to her home address with like ri- written responses from people presumably I've blocked. Holy like, fuck! It, so it, it is. It's like it's like this thing where it's like I'm doing a character. You don't know very much about me, but you can still find. It's like still my name. Yeah, you can still find my address online. You can still do things to me in real life. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, it is, it's like this weird thing where it's like, yeah, like we're all playing a game and like most people are just playing the game. Like most people are just leaving a mean comment online and calling it a day. But there are, are people who are not, who do not get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are people that don't get it. And I think that people really should understand that the internet is a fucking vast place and there, there are different ways that people use it. And if you're seeing a comedian who's, who has comedian in their bio and they have a lot of <laughs> followers on social media and they're posting memes and jokes, you should really stop and think this is not this person's real life is (laughs) my advice to you. Right. Um, yeah. And don't, you don't, yeah, exactly. But it is, I have to say it is a gray area because to Mm -hmm. be honest, we are, we are really preaching this. It's separate from my life, but I think in this day and age, it's somewhere in the middle. And it is muddled. It blends. It and is. I, it is. It is very muddled. Sometimes, like, yeah, it sometimes is, like, it's very real what I post online. Yeah. And sometimes also, it's not. I think, yeah. I think as I meet more comedians in real life, I'm also sometimes surprised by how much they are exactly the person that they are online. Right. Mm. And I think like yeah. that also has like changed my opinions and informed my opinions a little bit where I'm like, Oh, like I am actually really different than I am online. Mm. Like, and I'm also really different than I am in my stand up. Like I like do stand up in a character. I like literally talk differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like when, when like I see other comedians and stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, they're like them. Mm. Like their comedy is them. And like, whatever is, whatever people find funny about them is actually like a lot of who they are. Right. As opposed mm. to like with me, I'm like, it's kind of like relatively a small part of me. I mean, you I'm figured s- out, yeah. you figured out the stuff that the qualities about you that does work. And I think you do it yeah. incredibly well. I mean, I'm still uh, yeah. young me. Give me three words that I should hone in on. Let's, uh, let's get fashion, me some more followers. Fashion. Okay. Um, yeah, you're hot. You're hot, fashion, and um, himbo. I think Brian's gonna be a big Great. himbo. Great. The online. three, the three qualities that everyone wants in a comedian: fashion, <laughs> hot, himbo. <laughs> Are you, you guys, sure? I'm I think, I, I think right I'm, the, should be an actor. I'm really I think I should be an actor, reality star. Real I'm not. clearly in the wrong career, Dana. <laughs> I'm literally. Yeah, you clearly need to be a, a hot fashion guy. <laughs> you're a hot fashion guy, Brian. That's your thing. You're and you're funny. Oops. And you're funny. You're funny. But that's you're a hot, you're funny, funny fashion. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm spiraling right now because I'm like now so confused. I don't know if this is really me or not. Guys, I don't know anymore. 
But I think that's how everyone feels all the time. Like, yeah. I think about this all the time where I'm like, who am I? But I'm like, yeah. eh, does it matter? Like, mm. I think the healthy uh, way to I mean, at the end the of the day, yeah. 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 Okay. The, like you said, Dana, like, end of the day, this is just where society is headed, where everyone's just going to be like this and have these ethical, like, self dilemmas about, like, I don't know how real my internet persona is to me, but maybe it doesn't matter. And it's just like, it is what it is. This is, and I have this to is say, real life 2.0. I don't think it's anything new. I think we as a, a species has been struck grappling with this like facade of who I am and what image I'm pro- projecting way before the internet or anything. Yeah, just- self self-presentation has always been huge like people always like have taken care to like have an image yep. and a public image even when we were like in the cave with other cavemen we wanted to show a certain version of ourselves and that the internet is just an extension of that and the question of is of how authentic that is is we don't even know right yeah it's making me feel better <laughs> sorry i was spiraling for a second anyway i'm back now i think the lesson to be gleaned from all of those <laughs> listeners is that society is going to become bifurcated into two camps you're either going to be a creator or you're going to be a consumer so fucking pick a side you're either going to be the villain or you're going to be you know the angel also uh, 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 and also a quiet villain um but dana thanks for joining us on the podcast and you know sharing your experiences and being so vulnerable with us but before we let you go we like to ask all of our guests this last question and that is what is something that you're proud of okay sorry um i i know that this was in the email um can you guys go first or do you not have to do that we don't have to do we that. don't but do you want us to because i feel like oh, that's okay. good practice um yeah can i just like can i just hear can i just hear what yours are like okay, i'm gonna cr- i'm just gonna i'm gonna think of one <laughs> um i am proud of I'm proud of being able to not be afraid. This is just pertaining to what we our discussion. Not be afraid to be fucking stupid and put that out there because, you know, there is a chance that people can get very upset, but I'm not afraid. I'm just going to I I want to be myself. I even though it's stupid and I'm proud that like I have the courage to want to do that in front of people. How about you, Brian? What are you proud of? Uh, pertaining to this conversation, I am, I am proud of, uh, being a not jacked himbo because we need more not jacked himbo representation (laughs) as it pertains to Asian Americans and this discussion. (laughs) Uh, and I guess I am, um, proud of, my ability to uh yeah like to 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 tune out i like i've i've had i've uh recently found that i am able to not engage Mm. on social media or in real life i'm really i've gotten really good at when i am and maybe this is just avoidant behavior but i found that it's made my life a lot better um but literally just like i have become better at waiting for things to fizzle out as opposed to like having an altercation. And I'm very proud that I've like come to that place where I'm not like really confronting things so regularly because I've realized it makes me very tired. No, that's a great skill to have, you know, protect your energy and, you know, and you know, there's like people who don't like confrontation and people who are okay with engaging, but it's, it's a good like self care practice. You know, as it pertains to all of the social media talk and stuff, it's 
you're incredibly funny on Twitter. You're you're very talented, and it's obviously led to real life opportunities with professional comedy opportunities. So there's a lot of benefit to be derived from all of this. But um, I'm glad that you've been able to find be in a healthy space about all of it because it seems really exhausting to develop like a large platform like you have done so and invite all the haters like that. <laughs> you're inviting them. You are. <laughs> oh, and the uh, and before we let you go, I just want to say you know we were focusing on all the negatives that come, but I. It's it's like uh, it's relative because like you know you'll tweet something you'll get two hundred thousand likes and then you'll get like yes maybe two hundred bad comments but that's like two hundred thousand people that yeah. enjoyed your well, it's like, it's like, humor so it is like voting or whatever it's yeah. like you win like as long as you're not like being severely ratioed it's like more people liked it than didn't and that's like that's like a and win. it's hard yeah. to focus on the positives and the people that do it's like so, you. it's yeah. so hard also because again there's there's gonna be less positive comments and more negative comments right. like like people who like something aren't spending their time being like i love this <laughs> but like people who hate something are like i, I hate, hate this, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so. where can our listeners find all of you where can our listeners find your work online Okay, um, TikTok, at hottest Dana. Um, my Twitter is Dana Donnelly, D-A-N-I-T-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. And then my Instagram is hottest Dana also. How about you, Brian? You, <laughs> you guys can find Himbo me on... Himbo hot content. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Young Me? Um, YM Mayor and TikTok Young Me Mayor. Don't leave me in comments or I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> follow our podcast at feeling asian podcast on tiktok instagram and we have a youtube channel and please subscribe to our patreon if you like our episodes for more episodes you get a bonus episode every week yeah, yeah. okay thank bye, you everyone. bye bye, bye.